You're listening to episode 17 of the Fuel Your Fire podcast. And today we're talking about whole being transformation. Hey, I'm Alicia Wood, and I've spent the past 10 years studying self-betterment. I went from lacking confidence as an overweight, socially anxious outsider to becoming a fitness pro and building a thriving wellness community rooted in fitness, play, and mindset. When it comes to wellness, there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach, which is why each week I'm going to bring you a different perspective on all things mind, body, soul. This is the Fuel Your Fire podcast. Oh, this episode, Alison Crossweight is such a wonderful soul, and you're going to get to hear that in this interview. She's absolutely incredible, and we're obviously talking about whole being transformation. Um, we're talking about emotions, um, how they play a role in our physical and mental health, how to get unstuck and get into flow. We're talking about psychedelics. We're also talking about sexual energy and uh, how that relates to healing. This episode was such an amazing chat for me, and there's so much information packed into it, and I can't wait for you to get listening to it. But I do want to let you in on a little information. When Allison and I recorded this episode, she was a practicing psychotherapist, and since then, um, she has made the decision to no longer be a practicing uh, psychotherapist. And so I'm not going to try and explain to you how that came about, but I am going to read you a post that she wrote that I think will really give you some insight into who she is um, and what her values are and what's important. And it'll really give you um, a great understanding of her and and this episode and what you're going to gain from it. And I think that a lot of times in our lives, we hear things, we're introduced to people, there's an episode that pops up in our feed of a podcast, whatever it is, where there's a certain topic that comes up and you're like, oh wow, this has been a common theme in my life. And maybe this is going to be something that you really need to hear today. Maybe this is something that you pass on to a friend and they needed to hear. But I really wanted to share this with you. So this is what Allison wrote. In June, I was participating in a personal ceremony. I had pitched a tent in the field near my home and I was praying for my evolution and the benefit of all the people on the planet. Partway through the day, I came inside to see clients uh, and check emails. I received three communications, each of them jarring, harsh, and frightening. At least that was how I experienced them. In time, I've come to see them as answers to my prayer. They challenged my freedom, my vulnerability, my free will, and my integrity. They were sharp mirrors. I saw things I could not unsee. I saw how my deepest values were in contradiction to what my profession required of me. I saw how primal I had become. How much I believed in freedom and creativity and self-responsibility and how that arc wasn't going to slow down or go backwards. To be who I was, I had to leave the profession. Often when challenges arise, we think, what a pain in the ass, or we get angry at the obstacles or people in our way. This was my first response. And if I stayed there, I would have missed what I was being shown. When we have strong feelings, 
we have a lot of information. Information can fuel us forward. It took until August for me to make the decision that this was indeed the right change to make. Once we see, we have to choose. A job, a relationship, a profession, a home, a friendship. It can be anything. Once we see that it isn't serving us, we have to choose. To allow it to continue is to accept frustration and energy loss. Making the choice to move towards what we know is true is often difficult, but is always an energy gain. And as we gain energy, vitality, life force, we become more of who we are. Our cup overflows and people benefit from our work so much more. Whatever it is that we do in whatever capacity. A common theme I see in my work with clients is people prolonging decisions. These delays weigh on them for years. I couldn't do that to myself again. And so once again, I left a perfectly good profession in favor of my freedom. I stand for living far beyond symptom relief. I stand for evolution, possibility, and exploration. I stand for being the fullness of who we are, whatever that looks like. I stand for stripping away the layers of what we think we should be and stepping out into who we are. If you have a decision that you've been prolonging or if what I say resonates with your life, I'd love to chat about the vision you have for your life and help you figure out what to do next. You can book a call here. So I'm going to put Allison's information in the show notes so that you can book a call with her if this does resonate with you. But I invite you to listen to this episode and open your mind up to a whole bunch of new possibilities. This episode is very informative and there is so much to gain from it. Um, I actually recommend listening to it a few times. I've listened to it a few times to really gain from it because it was such an incredible conversation. So enjoy Let me know what you think about it. And this episode was originally recorded as a Facebook Live. So if you hear some references to questions or anything like that, that's what's going on. Enjoy, have fun. Hey, Allison, how are you? Hi, Lucia, I'm great. Great to be with you. I'm so, so excited about this conversation. I feel like there's so much to learn from this. I'm I'm so excited that you are taking the time to chat with me. Before we kind of get into this, I'd love to know like what whole being transformation kind of means to you. Oh, that's a huge question. <laughs> <laughs> that's like my life's work thinking about that question, right? Yeah. Um I think that the short answer would be we are beings. And there's a physical, an emotional, a mental, a spiritual. And these are concepts that we've created as a way of relating to different aspects of what it is like to be human. And Mm. so sometimes we dive deeply into one or the other. But whole being transformation is about, like, what is it to be on this planet at all the levels? And how does that change Mm. and evolve? Wow, that's like, and and yeah, I can I, I can understand why that's your entire life's work because it's like so it's so everything. It's everything. Um, 
<laughs> and so how, how did you get into this line of work and what kind of pulled you into psychotherapy? Sure. So my own problems, quite frankly, I was a trader on Bay Street for 15 years. I have a, you know, a very interesting life history with a lot of trauma and a lot of excitement. And I was trying to find balance, you know, like everybody, I want to connect. I want to sleep well. I want to enjoy my life. And I started on the journey of psychotherapy and yoga actually were the two ways that I started coming into more of a balanced life. And then I just kept calling out more. I'm like, there's got to be more. I know there's got to be more. And the universe kept handing me losses. I kept saying, you know what? There's more pain here. And I'm like, okay, then I need more healing over here. And it's been like, okay, until here I am. And this really is just my life's work. Wow. And that must be like, just thinking from a perspective of doing something for so long and then going back and being like, I'm going to be a psychotherapist. Like that's, that's a lot of going back to school, a lot of education. So to be able to pull that out, like, how was that decision for you? Did you go in knowing 100% you were doing it or did you do it slowly? Slowly over time. Absolutely. And the universe sort of gave me nudges as I went. Like I was about to complete my training and I was still working and then I got a package. Uh, you know, like things kind of, and then, and then I really couldn't go back. I would have had to really make a choice to go back to corporate. And so, so it's just evolved. Like everything is very, um, very dynamic. And I believe that about all aspects of our life, like it, it, it unfolds if we yeah. follow it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. So let's chat about, we're going to chat about blocks and kind of stuckness. I've seen a lot of posts recently online about feeling lost or stuck or or blocked and so i think that this is very timely let's chat about that a little bit what what is a blocker how do you know if you are feeling stuck yeah so one of my teachers likes to say if you ever think the same thought twice you're stuck (laughs) which is a very high bar for stuck yeah (laughs) right but it's when we're circling around and we're not moving forward. It's the opposite of inflow. Yeah, man, the amount of times I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah. And it's not a judgment. It's a quality noticing. That's all it is. And it's like, okay, it's, I think of it like water's going down the stream and, and then a, there's a stick in the river. And sometimes, you know, it kind of wobbles on a stone and it's like a little bit stuck, but it's going to get there. Like the, the, the stick is going down the river. So we just notice and we try to facilitate the movement. Interesting. And so how do we, how do we facilitate the movement? Yeah. So all the levels, this is really my belief is we need, ultimately we're going to need to address all of them. So like physically we, we need to move and that looks different for everybody, but, but we need to be moving. We need to be considering our diet. There's not like one way but we need to be thinking about how does what we put in impact us energetically and physically because there's no difference you know like if our digestive system is running clean then so is our energy they're all like different levels of the same thing so there's a physical side emotionally we need to be able to express our feelings 
Mm. That does not mean send them at everybody whenever we feel them. It does not mean that. Yeah, fair. <laughs> it means they have to flow. And so many of us, especially women, we're not allowed to be angry. Mm. And we apologize when we cry. Mm. And like, we just need to be able to let it flow. And there's lots of techniques for that. Um, I, I am a true integrationist. Like, I believe that every modality has their place, right? So like whatever it is that works for you is great because it's all coming from one central wisdom. It's not like, oh, I have to be a Reiki person or, oh, I have to be in therapy or, oh, I need a trainer. Whatever's working for you. And then there's also spiritual blocks and we can talk about those. Mm, yes. Okay. And so then you were talking about emotions a little bit and how do those emotions play a role in our mental health and physical health? Right. The physical emotional divide is like I said, conceptual. Hmm. So anger is actually in us, for example, or sadness or joy. So there, there really is no difference in terms of getting them flowing, but we, we experience them differently. Mm. One way that I like to say it is if you are living externally, sort of like trying to do the things you feel that you should do, which we all do to a certain extent, you know, I should be nice. I should be polite. I should take care of my kids. I should be this kind of partner. I should do this with my parents. So should, 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 should. And if it's not aligned with your heart mm. and your gut knowing, you'll be exhausted. Yeah. Because the tension of that is big. So what do you hear? Young, healthy people tired all the time. Mm. Very anxious because they're, they're living this tension rather than letting it all like flow, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And so how do you, when you are living in that, like, um, I know for me, I was the person, I was very anxious in my past um, career and um, everything's changed once I started going inward. But how do you start to, if, if you're starting to feel those things, what's kind of the first step to, to notice and acknowledge and, and go inward a little, if that's what you're suggesting? Yeah. I mean, the first step can look like lots of things. I suggest two things. One is spend one minute every day just breathing. Mm. It's okay if you think, but when you notice that you think, just say, I'll talk to you later. Yeah. One minute. And if after a week that's working, you can go up to two minutes, but just Starting the relationship with self, just beginning to tolerate that you are your own person with your own thoughts and feelings is, I think, really powerful. Yeah. And the other thing I, I suggest is find, find someone to learn with. Go on the journey with someone who's been on the territory and who you feel attracted to, mm -hmm. who you're like, I'd like to have that, that energy. And just Travel for a while with them. And it might be a month. It might be a lifetime. We never know. But just get some help. Yeah, wow. It's so interesting when you say that. I read the book, You Are a Badass by Jensen mm -hmm. Caro. 
and, and by Reddit, I listened to it on Audible. So it feels like you're with her on that journey. And I listened to it over and over mm-hmm. and over again. And that was so helpful too, just to like feel that connection. And and yeah, I feel like I, there's a part of her that I feel like I know, but I felt like we went on that learning journey together, which is uh, is really powerful. I love that. I spent a good portion of my life battling the scale. I'd hop on the scale, the number on the scale would rise, and then I would jump on a crash diet, lose some weight, and then inevitably gain it all back. And this was a cycle that happened over and over and over again. And I had no idea what I was doing wrong at the time. Now looking back, I know exactly what I did. I didn't set myself up for success. Every time I went to release the weight, I would be thinking dreadful thoughts. I would be thinking, man, this is going to suck. This is going to be the worst. I'm going to hate doing this. And I would be dreading going through the process. The time I actually lost the weight and kept it off, I had set a clear goal for myself that I was really excited to hit. If you start off on the right foot, you'll typically end on the right foot. But if you're starting off not wanting to do something, why would you want to do it? I developed this free weight loss Kickstarter so that you can set up the perfect goal for you. The link is in the show notes. Grab the program, get yourself started so that you can get excited about it and then get the results that you want. Let's chat about healing. We were going to chat about psychedelics a little bit, which Mm -hmm. I'm so interested in. Yeah. So psychedelics, there's so much research being done right now. And um, I can really recommend Michael Pollan's book, How to Change Your Mind, to go deeper. And of course, people can reach out to me. Um, There are so many different ways of working with psychedelics. But what I suggest is you find somewhere where they're legal. And you work with someone who is trained to hold the container and to build an intention with you and mm-hmm. hold the space. Because basically, Gabor Mate calls ayahuasca, which is a traditional medicine, a hallucinogenic from the Amazon. He calls it 10 years of therapy in one night. Mm. So with a psychedelic, you're broadening your perspective. It's mind body, heart, soul, the whole thing blasts open for a period of time. People have have negative experiences when they don't consider the intention in the container. But when it's done with intention, with people who can hold that kind of energy while you open, hold it because they've been there before, the potential for healing is dramatic. And they're doing, uh, the United States Department of Defense is doing work on research on PTSD. There's huge evidence for addictions, um, anxiety, depression. It, it, it can be extremely powerful, uh, terminal illness. Wow. In terms of your perspective heading into the end of our lives, huge, huge, huge impact. So it's a very, very exciting area. Wow. Yeah. That's, and I've heard a lot. There's been, obviously there's a lot of like retreats that happen where you can kind of go away to the, to these places to be able to do these ayahuasca retreats. And I will say like the idea of ayahuasca frightens me a little bit because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, I get to, I'm the type of person, <laughs> I don't like saying that, but I'm the type of person that starts to think about like what could go wrong. Mm-hmm. And then my fear is that I go into it 
thinking what could go wrong and then essentially end up manifesting the what could go wrong situation from it. Do you think there's any truth to that? Or is, is that the point of you working with people where they help you before you go in, get to the get to a safe kind of place? Yeah, ideally, you've got that kind of um, thinking into results style, holding of your intention, and then seeing the fear for what it is. And I would say the fear comes from somewhere. So in this kind of work, the fear is important. It could be intergenerational, depending on what you believe. It could be past lives. And and ayahuasca loves us. Mm. Like, this is the grandmother of all of us, and she wants to help. So in a strong container, and I, I can speak to that because it's very important. You get good referrals as to who people work with because mm. you are very, very vulnerable. And this is an unregulated situation. But with the right people, that fear can be healed. And often the fear is what's calling out to be healed. And then you also had mentioned um, to me how sexual energy relates to healing. And so I'd love to know more about that. Oh, sure. You got all the good questions today. (laughs) I'm really passionate about this one because... Um, certainly my sexual education, and I don't just mean high school. I mean, like how society has taught us to feel and, 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 and sort of conceptualize sexuality is it it only gives us a sliver of what's possible. Sexuality is our life force. It's our desire to be here and create. So both of us here doing this interview, this is catalytic sexual life force energy Mm. we get told it is is genital orgasm yes so for women especially i mean for men too but but i'm a woman and this is the work that i do to be able to be connected to our energy our desire our full body wanting for whatever it is that we want without judgment is so important and you can use sexual energy which can be all parts of the body including the genitals to increase that wanting and get used to running it really strong and when we are able to express our emotions again getting rid of those blocks increases our ability to feel our life force energy psychedelics will clear us out and increase our ability to feel our life force energy Because ultimately what any evolutionary process wants of us, it wants us here as much as possible, doing everything we long for, having everything we want, which is sex. Mm. Both interpersonal and just living, you know? And when when you say life force energy, what do you mean by that? I mean... Like, a, this, is, this is great to get specific on. I mean, like, the ongoing wanting, not in a dissatisfied way, but the ongoing propulsion forward, moment by moment, into our days. Um, it's not manic, but it's, like, fully here. I think we can see it really well in our pets. It's like every moment is the biggest moment. You know, this yeah. is dinner. This is not just one dinner. This is the dinner, right? Yeah. That's life force energy. Oh, I love that. And so when you explain it like that, I think of I think of the book The Power of Now. 
and just like really thinking in like here and now this moment. And so, so often it's, it's, I mean, I'm not paying attention to it often enough. And when I tune in, then I'm like, okay, I'm here. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to actually relate this to eating a piece of melon the other day. I ate a piece of melon the other day, which was the greatest piece of melon of all time. It was incredible. And I was like, I'm not speaking during this. I'm not doing anything except for eating this piece of melon and enjoying it. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. Okay. I'm like, okay, I can get exactly. it. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my gosh. Can I add a layer to that? Please do. Yes. So in the pleasure and enjoyment of the melon, that's orgasm in the expanded definition. Okay. And that's connection to everything. Wow. That's that letting go. And I'm just here eating the melon. Like that's oneness. So I love that you brought up Eckhart Tolle. Like it's all of a piece. Yes. Oh my goodness, that's so incredible! I feel like I could I could talk about this for days. Um, is there anything else that you wanna that you wanna chat about or that I've missed here that we can kind of help with? <laughs> I mean, I think we covered a lot of great bases. I'm always happy to talk more. Like if this sparks something for you or anyone, I'm always happy to talk more. But I feel like we've said a lot. There's there's so much so much involved in this conversation. And I think the great thing is, is spending a little bit of time breathing is such, such a key, amazing thing just to drop in for that minute, one minute. That's such a great Cause sometimes people are just like, I need to go meditate. I'm going to go meditate for 30 minutes. And then it becomes overwhelming. Yes. 30 minutes is a long time to <laughs> silence with yourself. If you don't do that often. <laughs> <laughs> so I love the idea of going inwards for for one minute. Um, and then what was the book again that you had suggested? How to go deeper? Hmm. With Michael Pollan. Oh, psychedelics. Michael Pollan. Pollan. No. Okay. Uh, How to change your mind. How to change your mind. Okay. Perfect. So that's another book that people can check out. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. This is like, I want to rewatch this and go back and like relearn what you've just told me because it's so amazing. Thank you so much for this. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, it's, um, it's my pleasure. Thank you yeah, so and much for inviting me. This has been super fun. I love this. <laughs> Recently, there's been a real push to support small businesses and really lift them up and, I mean, spend your money with them and support them the best you can. If you are unable to support a small business by um, monetarily contributing, that's totally fair. But you know what you can absolutely do? Leave a positive review for them. You have no idea how much positive reviews affect small businesses. They are huge and they really, really, really mean a lot to the person that uh, you're leaving the review for. So if you have a second to leave a positive review for a business that you shopped at recently or this podcast, if you're here at the end still listening, amazing. I would really appreciate that five-star review from you. And if you have a friend that would love it, please pass this on to them so that they gain from this experience as well. I appreciate you being here and listening. I appreciate you so, so much. Thank you.